0: I'm your host, Dora Vandekamp. Welcome to the Biohack Your Beauty podcast, where we take a deep dive into the world of biohacking, spirituality, wealth, and self-development. Join me in exploring paths to health sovereignty, freedom, and ultimate well-being with the experts, teachers, and guides who are leading the revolution. Hello, hello, beautiful ones. I am so happy that you have made it here today. We have an amazing all things skin and skincare episode for you. Danielle and Kaylee, the founders of the incredible skincare line, Clear Stem, are here. Clinical esthetician and acne specialist, Danielle, and certified holistic nutritionist, Kaylee, have built a multi-million dollar skincare business in less than five years, by curating an extensive library of holistic research-backed skin education across all social channels. So each clear stem product that they've created is expertly formulated by a world-renowned cosmetic chemist to reverse acne scars, regulate hormonal oil production, reduce redness and inflammation, and increase collagen and skin elasticity all at the same time. So in this episode, we discuss how to find your acne triggers, what nutrients might you be deficient in and which you might actually be in excess of, what to look for when choosing supplements, what foods to avoid for clear skin, what ingredients to look for in skincare, what foods to eat for clear and youthful skin, and once and for all, is the sun good or bad for your skin? few updates before we dive into the show. So as many of you know, our wedding is coming up in less than eight weeks. Drew and I will be spending over two months in Italy and Europe. I'll be podcasting from there and sharing all the beauty biohacks and style lessons that I can. Please let me know if you'd like me to share an episode or two about what I learn in Italy and in Europe about beauty, and biohacking. I've also been in study mode. So I'm currently in the midst of Image Consulting School as a deeper layer of Biohack Your Beauty that I'm really excited to offer. So this has been years and years in the making for me. If you're not familiar, Image Consulting focuses on cultivating your personal brand by helping you develop your personal style, one that aligns with your unique personality, your dreams, goals, and Lifestyle. So my image consulting involves providing guidance on dressing for your specific body type, analyzing the best colors for you and your features, for your clothing, makeup and hair, clean skincare and makeup techniques, ways to help you enhance your natural features and support you in becoming more confident, more visible on social media and in your sphere of influence. In addition, we work together on assessing and maintaining a healthy lifestyle in alignment with your nutrition and biohacking for a holistic and authentic image for your personal brand. So there are many of you who have incredible strengths and gifts and dreams, and yet you're struggling with how to confidently present yourself to the world in a way that feels soul aligned and fun and beautiful. And that's really my mission is to help every one of you tap into your beauty and your soul's calling. And maybe you're scared to be seen and I want to help you overcome that. So if you're interested in learning more, click the link in the show notes or head to my Instagram as always at Dora DoraVandekamp.com. Okay, my loves, on to the show. Hello, Kaylee and Danielle. How are you doing today?
1: We're so good. We're happy to be here with you.
0: Amazing. I'm so, so happy to have you here today. And I would love to just begin our conversation by chatting a little bit about how you got to be this incredible team of skincare experts who have your own beauty line. What led you here? What led you to this point in
1: time? Man, well, we both struggle with acne really, really aggressively. Um, mine was um a lot more aggressive than Kaylee's, but hers was still like very, very, very intense. Um, so the struggle is what got us here. So back to backstory on me, I um it runs in my family on both sides, like grade four, as bad as it gets on both sides of my family. And I mean, people on my mom's side in their fifties, still breaking out. And my dad's like in his seventies and still breaks out. Right. So I never stood a chance. Like it was like <laughs> covered and acting on my face, my chest, my back, like everywhere. So it became a really big part of my life for over a decade. And it still is a big part of my life because you never just like outgrow it one day. It's just something you manage. Um, but I was in college studying genetics, immunology, cellular biology. I love the human body and fully intended to go um, into the medical space. But that's when my acne was at its worst was in college um, because I was on a, a birth control that happens to make it worse. I was on the Nuva Ring, which makes acne worse. And, you know, then you get to college, you start partying, you don't have a good skincare routine yet, you eat crappy dorm food and drinking alcohol and just all the things, right? So um, it was just really bad. So I would go to my dermatologist appointments and ask questions, you know, as like a pre-med student, like, hey, I know when I have alcohol, this happens, or I've heard that certain foods like dairy can affect the skin because of the hormones in them. Can you tell me more about that? No information given about root causes, dietary triggers, literally anything. And it was just about prescription writing and which prescription do you want to try again? And okay, we'll up your antibiotics. And I'm like, wait, the antibiotics weren't working anyway and they're making me sick. You're telling me I have to increase the strength and they're not even working? Like, that doesn't Mm -hmm. make sense. And long story short, I did Accutane three separate times and it's my acne still came Mm -hmm. right back. So I was 28 or 29 um, at the time that the last round of Accutane failed, and I was in the corporate world doing consulting for businesses, and um, I just said, screw it, I'll figure it out myself, I just need access to the right information. So I found myself in esthetician school at night, uh, which was a huge culture shock, (laughs) but (laughs) while I was there... I saw that treating acne uh, was the medical profession I'd always wanted, but didn't know existed, and I was hooked. So, left the corporate world. I shadowed and interned under a bunch of people in San Diego to learn as much as I could, and then I started San Diego Acne Clinic here in La Jolla, and I've had that business for almost nine years now. Wow! And That's Kaylee, insane. Kaylee is my yeah, right? It's crazy to think how long it's been, yeah. and. Um, Kaylee is my angel business partner and she, the universe dropped her in my lap as one of my first patients.
0: Wow. How incredible. So Kaylee, would you like to share a little bit then how that all came about?
2: Yeah. So I met Danielle when I was at my wits and struggling with acne. I had recently gone, gone off birth control, like months before that Um, And I was having a lot of different health issues at the time. And one of the outside effects of what I was going through, I had really aggressive cystic acne on both sides of my cheek and down my neck. We actually have a before and after picture that's pinned to the top of to the top of our Instagram. And it, it came out of what seemed like nowhere. I, I started with acne on and off, never cystic though, like really bad whiteheads for a while in high school. And I would just get prescribed like harsh creams and the dermatologist that would just rip apart my face and make it really irritated, um, super, super sensitive and just raw feeling. And I went through another round of it again in college, but this was the first time I had dealt with aggressive cystic acne. It was almost like Boils on my skin. Some of them, they're like maybe TMI, but some of them like just had blood and fluid in them. Um, it was really aggressive. And so I was studying holistic nutrition at the time. And so I was putting myself through all different types of protocols on the diet side of things. I was trying different elimination diets, AIP diets, like following everything. Nothing seemed, nothing seemed to work. And on top of that, I was trying all different types of skincare. I was spending thousands of dollars from the cleanest of clean to, you know, listening to Google where it says rub coconut oil all over your skin. Which we now know coconut oil is one of the biggest pore clogs in acne trigger oils. So please don't do that. <laughs> you got back, um, to, you know, rubbing apple cider vinegar on my face to spending money on like a $300 serum that said it would help my acne, literally everything. Um, nothing was helping. Uh, then I decided to go to my doctor And my doctor was like, well, you have to go back on birth control. Um, It's the only way you'll, quote, balance your hormones. Like, well, everything I'm learning in school right now is like quite the opposite. Um, And it's I, you know, it didn't feel right for me to do. So I told him, I was like, that's not an option. He, He kept pushing and pushing and saying this is the only way to rebalance your hormones. And I, I didn't believe it for my own body. And so I was like, okay, I'm not doing that. What else can I do? Well, here, you can try these antibiotics and wrote me a prescription. And I was like, how will, they, like, how did these help with my acne? And he was like, I don't know, like, just give it a try. We'll go through a couple rounds and we'll just see where you're at. I'm like, oh my gosh, antibiotics? Like, absolutely not for my acne. And so then I went to, I didn't, I didn't uh, go and get any of those prescriptions taken out. And so I went to my dermatologist my dermatologist was like, you have to go to Accutane. This is really aggressive. And I really didn't want to go, but at this point it had been months and months and months. I'd actually gone to different doctors, kept being told the same exact thing over and over again. This was like one of the last ones I was going to. And, you know, I, I left the office for saying no. And then I thought about it and I was like, well, like I, I quite literally feel like I've tried absolutely everything. And, you know, I've, I've done all the Google searches I could possibly find. and um so I I almost went on accutane but one less google search I found San Diego Acne Clinic and I had me else by the end of the day so we had a ton of time to spend to each other um and we went through every skincare I was using makeup I was using hair care and supplements and we found out I had 12 different acne triggers going on and it was the first time I ever felt heard and seen and understood for what I was going through. Like Danielle had been through it. I had seen like before and afters and she had talked to me about what she did with her other clients. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like other people are going through this and there, there is another side to it. Like you can clear your acne. And I learned all about really specific acne triggers that was never told by anything else. And I actually wasn't even really, I wasn't even learning in my nutrition program that I was in. And so removed all the acne triggers. First stop was removing all pore clogging ingredients from all of my product I was taking. Um, but all said and done, in a matter of two months, my skin was completely clear with absolutely no scar damage left over. Wow. That's amazing.
1: How wild after all of that. Yeah. And
2: that was like- <laughs>
1: Oh, sorry. I was going to say part of the reason that she doesn't have any scar damage, like Kaylee's skin is like perfect. It's back to perfect. And normally when you have acne as aggressive as hers, there's some sort of scars like you, you can tell, like you can't tell with her because at the time I was treating her, I was simultaneously um, already working on a scar reversing stem cell formula for my clinic patients after i got them clear then we had the scars so um, and a lot of my clients had darker skin you know I had a ton of ethnic clients you know indian filipina latin you can't do aggressive peels and lasers on the, on that skin type generally because it can hyperpigment it can get brown spots so i had to heal their scars from a different way so i sought out to make a stem cell scar reversal serum and kaylee we had gotten control of her acne by then and we were just working on scarring so i would say the lab samples from the formula, cause you get lab samples and you make tweaks. I would save them all for her and be like, okay, tell me what you think of this one versus this one test this one only on your right. And this one only on your left and see if you notice a difference. And we wound up, um, finding a winner and that's why she has no scars. And that was our first actual product. It's our cell renewed serum.
0: Wow. And that's a big thing for people because it's very traumatic. I think for a lot of people, I know my personal journey was I was on Accutane as well in high school for a really long time. Actually, when I tell people how long I was on Accutane, like, I think I was on it for like three years. Like people are like, Oh my God, that's a really long time to be on (laughs) Accutane. And I mean, I had a lot of side effects emotionally too. I think there are that something that they've documented is like, it, it can really wreak havoc on your gut. So it really wreaks havoc on like your nervous system, your moods. For me, I had a lot of like depression issues related to it as well. It did clear up my face, but at what cost, right? So to think of that. And then also, like I said, like the experience of having acne, especially when you're younger and you're really trying to just Fit in and, and feel good about yourself, I think for a lot of people can stay with them for a really long time. It's not just something that goes away. And so even if the acne goes away, the scars, and if the scars
1: remain, that can be really hard for people. Definitely. And I still have scars that I'm working on. Um, so I used to get cystic acne all over my back too, especially from hair products. And I still have scars from years ago. Um, And like, it'll affect what I wear. It affects what, what clothes I buy. And it's, it totally like the scars stay with you physically and emotionally.
0: Mm -hmm. And you mentioned Kaylee, that Danielle worked with you to find these acne triggers. So how do you go about finding acne triggers?
2: So the first one that we realized was going on, I briefly mentioned was pore clogging ingredients and to help simplify it for everyone else, we've actually created a pore clogging ingredients checker on our website. So you're able to figure out what product is breaking you out. So pore clogging ingredients, another word for it is non-comedogenic. If something quote, isn't going to break you out, it's used uh, non acne is another term that's coming up. Um, but basically, you put that on your skin; it's going to clog your pores and cause a breakout. So, if um, some of the biggest culprits are moisturizers, SPFs, uh, foundations, bronzers, um, so sometimes your acne it isn't caused by everything you're using. Some people think that they need to throw out every piece of skincare that they're using, and they have to completely start from scratch. And they just think they have to change the brand of whatever skincare they're using. When in reality, just the pore clogging ingredients that are externally breaking you out so you can head to our website on our pore clogging ingredients checker and just copy and paste the ingredient deck of all of your products you want to make sure you check your skincare products, your makeup products your hair conditioner that's a really big culprit um any body products if you have body acne as well and then um making sure you remove fabric softener as well. That can be a huge acne triggering ingredient for on your pillow, um, for what you're washing your laundry in. So make sure you're checking all of those to remove, um, any products that you're using that are currently breaking you out. That was the very first step that I took.
0: Mm. And it's so interesting. Like when you say fabric softeners, right? Like nobody even thinks about that such a random thing, but actually there's so many chemicals and endocrine disruptors and fabric softeners. Why are some of the things that you listed, what, what is it about them that clogs pores that has such an impact on, on your skin, such a negative impact?
1: So your natural sebum, your natural oil is pretty thin, um, and it's, you're able to excrete it out via sweating. So Basically anything that's thicker than your own natural oil can clog your pore. It goes into the pore, into the hair follicle and mixes with extra keratin protein and hardens and make a plug and most uh, filler agent in cosmetics and hair products and skincare use these thick filler agents. they are things like ethyl hexyl palmitate or isopropyl mirastate or glycerol stearate SE. Those are some of the like, you know, the more chemical sounding names that most people have no idea what they are, but they're in like 90% of their products. Um, and then there's the natural ones that they might be natural and organic, but they're still thicker than our oil. So they clog us up and those can be shea butter, coconut oil, even avocado oil topically. So, um, they basically just go into our pore and they create a plug and then people with acne produce keratin protein at a higher rate. So our extra skin protein mixes with the oil creates a plug and then our skin just kind of grows on top of it. And that that's acne, essentially it's a plug deep down in the pore and the hair follicle. So knowing those ingredients is critical. And it's the one thing that is completely, well, not the one thing, but the thing that is most flagrantly ignored in all dermatology appointments. So we actually solved that by creating a search function on our. Our website where you can go on to like, say your makeup's from Sephora or Ulta, whatever you copy and paste the ingredient deck. You put it into the checker. It'll tell you if there's a pore clogger in it, it'll show up in red. And then, you know, that thing is not safe for you and it saves you so much time and money and it ultimately saves your skin. So that is like the biggest factor that affects acne that people are not aware of and that they do not receive any education on.
0: Mm. It's so interesting, right? You would think like a dermatologist would know this stuff.
1: (laughs) You would hope, but no, our medical system is a prescription-based model. You have to follow the money, um, especially with our medical industry. Unfortunately, like there's a reason where, you know, one of the wealthiest countries in the world and we are the sickest. Um, And, you know, as you get older, sometimes you're on like five, six, seven prescriptions and you still don't feel good. Um, That's actually the norm now. So when it comes to acne, well, I should, Backtrack a little bit. I have a lot of we work with a lot of doctors, a lot of functional medicine, people, a lot of naturopaths and everything in between, because we have kind of an advisory council of different medical professionals. It's shocking that most physicians only receive about 19 hours of education around nutrition in their entire four years of study of the human body. They get like maybe two days worth of nutritional mention. And it's mainly contraindications, like don't have grapefruit if you're on statins, or don't take a probiotic with dairy or something like that. It's not for health. It's not talking about gut gut health and gluten and things that can inflame your barrier. It's it's literally just those things, and it's just a mention in their education. So that said, no, they're not trained on poor clogging ingredients either, because there's no money in that. There's money in writing prescriptions that you refill every month. Mm, mic drop. That was amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, I, you know, we don't like to knock on any particular practitioner. We know that people who went through medical school want to do the best they can, but it's the system that they operate in that literally has them handcuffed from helping people a lot of the time. And most of them will flat out tell you that themselves.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. It's, it's a wild, wild world we live in, but people like both of you and even just to me, that's one of the missions of this podcast is really to share with people that there are other ways to heal and other ways to, to address the things that are challenging us, right? Like, like our skincare. And I'm sure you have this too. Like you have people who come in and they've done everything. Like, just like you both had those experiences and you're like, actually there is hope. There is another way. You don't have to go on this drug. You don't have to go on Accutane, which I think is incredible. And you mentioned nutrition. So does nutrition matter when it comes to
1: acne? Hugely nutrition is like food is your medicine. It can also be your poison, right? Food matters so, so, so much when it comes to any skin condition, particularly acne. Kaylee is the holistic nutritionist and published, so she can tell you all of this and and more and why.
2: The first thing we like to start with with people is their, their supplements um, before their food because having someone change their food is is a big undertaking, right? It's like developing new habits, a different things, So it's very important, but supplements are actually a massive, it can be a massive acne trigger, very specific ones. So similar to the process of pore clogging ingredients that we say, you know, it's not everything causing your breakouts, it's finding which ones same thing for the supplements. So it's actually saving people a lot of time, money, and exhaustion by finding the supplements that are causing their acne. And it's four specific ones, removing those um, and removing anything else from their diet that has like really heightened levels from these in different process ingredients. So the four are vitamin D, zinc, B12, and biotin. The first three, vitamin D, zinc, and B12, um, in excess, and again, this is a very, very key word. In excess, because these are important nutrients for our body. We absolutely need them. If you're deficient and working with a doctor, that's a completely different situation. But we're talking about generally in excess. All three of them actually trigger testosterone production, and it actually causes hormonal acne in a lot of people. Mm. So, basically, to make this really simple, an average, you know, B complex or a B12 complex. It's not. of your recommended daily value. You know, if you turn around a supplement bottle, it'll have your RDV recommended daily value. A lot of them are upwards of 40,000% of your recommended daily. Yeah. And especially like that, I've seen the dropper forms have a lot more as well. And these three supplements, vitamin D, zinc, and B12, you want to check your multivitamins for the levels of these you want to check any beverages you're drinking um, a lot of people have aggressive breakouts with celsius because um, celsius is really high in biotin and um, any immune drinks or supplements a lot of times can be really high in vitamin d and zinc and again it's all about the dosages sometimes the proper dosages of these supplements are actually correct but a lot of people are thinking more is better And really the devil is in the dosage. Um, So more vitamin D, zinc, and B12 isn't necessarily better. It can actually cause hormonal acne um, when it's built up in your system. So those are the four that you really need to look out for. Biotin is a little bit different. That doesn't trigger hormonal acne, but what it does trigger is retention hyperkeratosis, excessive protein production in the skin. And for people who are genetically acne prone, they already have retention hyperkeratosis. So by taking additional biotin, they're actually making that so much worse. It's like pouring gasoline on a fire and just like lighting it all up. So a lot of people who are really acne-prone will, will very quickly know that they, they need to stay away from, from biotin, um, but those are four to look out for to check all your supplements, all your drinks, um, any like on the go bars for, you know, there's a lot of supplements that are added for marketing purposes. So you just want to be your own detective and start investigating the ingredients of any packaged foods and supplements that you're eating.
0: Ooh, so big. And I, I love that you mentioned that really checking the ingredients. I think more than ever before, we really, really need to be our own, um, like independent researcher to make sure that we know what we're consuming because there's so many ways that ingredients are hidden. And if we're not looking, it's very likely that we're going to be consuming a lot of those like byproducts and triggers and even reading the ingredients on your supplements. I mean, if you're getting your supplements at like Walgreens or something, like you have to be really, I mean, I wouldn't advise that, but you know, there's a lot of uh fillers like you said in those in those supplements so really being cautious i think is really
2: important absolutely and also different forms of supplements not all forms are created equal and with vitamin d let's say you are vitamin d deficient um and the doctor doctor told you like he went over your blood work and said like you really need to take a vitamin d supplement you actually have to supplement it with vitamin k3 or else it will not be absorbed correctly So vitamin D is fat soluble and too high amounts of vitamin D can store in your body and actually become toxic and it can create calcification in your body. Um, So it's important that uh, certain supplements you are taken with guidance or research attached to it because some need other supplements or need to be taken with food or specifically uh, with fat to be fat soluble to digest and absorb properly. So Things to know before. I mean, I was definitely someone years and years ago that would just like see a supplement, grab it. I'm like, oh, I want that, I want that, and it's it's easy to get really caught up, especially if you're really passionate about like health and wellness. You just like geek out on different things, but again, start to be your own researcher, start to be your own detective, and really learn like what does my body need. And where am I potentially creating supplement overload in my body, which is really taxing to the liver? Like when you're taking too many supplements, it can bog down the liver even more. And then the liver is in charge of filtering out excess hormones and toxins that don't, don't belong in your body. So if it's too focused on trying to filter all these supplements that you're um, dousing yourself with every single day. It's actually not going to be able to do its actual job in your body of naturally detoxifying your body every day.
0: Mm, that's so big. And really the the liver piece is, is really important. And even thinking of they're not regulated either, right? Those supplements. So like you said, being your own detective and even looking at the company that you're investing in when you're buying those supplements too, are they in integrity? And do you know really what they're doing and putting into what you're consuming and putting in your body? Yeah. Yeah. And so then when it comes to food, what about food?
1: Yeah, so food is, um, there are some food triggers that everyone with acne needs to be very aware of. Number one is dairy. Dairy has something called insulin-like growth factor hormone. And it impacts the hormones that create acne specifically in the face, around the T-zone, and really around the mouth and the jaw. Um, so dairy, you know, it's milk, it's coffee creamer, it's ice cream, it's yogurt, even Greek yogurt, um, which was such a shame because, I, you know, yeah. aside from that, I love Greek yogurt. It's such a high source of protein, but... Um, And, you know, unfortunately cheese, like we all love cheese, but the point with dairy and and whey protein as well, whey protein is the sneakiest one. It's in every like packaged protein product, like protein bars, protein shakes that are like on the go protein smoothies, like any convenience dairy is usually whey or milk. So just be very careful with that. Uh, So the thing with dairy and acne is that you have to eliminate it completely for about 30 days they purposefully reintroduce one thing at a time to see what you can get away with your unique threshold. And you might find that you're able to get away with having, you know, a little bit of cheese and then you're fine, but having two slices of pizza does break you out. And you'll notice generally the next day or within two days, it'll be like on your chin most likely. So you'll be able to tell pretty quickly, like, okay, that was too much, cut it back next time. Um, And then you might find that, you know, you're only, it only breaks you out if you're PMSing. And you know the week where you're actually menstruating or shortly thereafter, you're not as acne prone, then you can get away with more. So everyone's individual and you gotta find out your unique threshold. Um, and Kaylee mentioned our, our hormonal acne supplement, it's called Mind Body Skin. It is so effective and it helps curb the inflammation that dietary triggers have on your skin. So you can actually have pizza, just take a couple of those with it or right before it and you won't break out or you won't break out nearly as bad. So we're really happy with that that formula because it allows us to eat the things we love once in a while without it wrecking our face. Um, Other dietary triggers include eggs, specifically egg whites are very reactive for people um, from an allergy standpoint. And the protein that they're made of is called albumin and it's very hard to digest. So it clogs up our lymphatic system. So most people, if they're eating eggs regularly, like more than once a week, they can start to see acne, um, usually in the in the jaw neck area, right where the lymph nodes are, but it can also travel into different parts of the face. If you have the type of acne where it looks like it's in a highway, like it's in a parentheses shape around your mouth, or it's like, like a stripe on your cheeks, or if it's right where your lymph nodes are in your neck, That's usually lymphatic and eggs are a big trigger for lymphatic acne. So cut those out again for about three weeks to a month and then reintroduce once in a while and you'll probably be okay. Um, Yeah, so that's that's the biggest triggers there. And then other one is gluten. It's a big deal for a lot of people. Some people, it just inflames them, but it doesn't necessarily break them out. For some people, they break out right away. And it depends on the resting inflammation that's in your body anyway, because if you're inflamed from something else, um, like say high stress or you're exposed to, you live in a high pollution environment or um, you drink a lot of alcohol or there's something else inflammatory in your system, gluten is just gonna make it worse and that will show up in your skin. So dairy, eggs and gluten are are the three biggest ones. And then seed oils are another one that's there because that goes back to the resting inflammation of the body.
0: Mm, yeah. We talk about seed
1: oils. I talk about
0: seed oils all the time. <laughs> it's because it's such a big trigger for so many issues and like disharmony in the body. So yes. it's pretty wild. And do you want to just share very briefly what are seed oils just in case people
2: don't know? Yeah, they're inflammatory oils. Um, so canola oil, vegetable oil, peanut oil, soul, uh, soy oil, uh, or soybean oil. Um. Corn oil are the top ones Um, for internally um, safflower and sunflower are as well it really depends on like the process for those and but for ingesting Um, topically those are actually amazing oils for your body. but all the, in general, just create inflammation in your body. And again, wherever you're more prone to inflammation is where it's going to show up for someone and building inflammation over time is the root development and root causes of disease forming after that. So it's kind of taking like micro doses of poisons every single day. Um, and it might not affect you right away, but over time of the elevated seed oils, you know, when we're eating out at restaurants and a lot of things out of our control, um, it is going to accumulate and cause a lot of inflammation in the body. Uh, now we never like to create fear of foods or or living your life in any way. And though seed oils are sometimes unavoidable at restaurants, um, you know, just clean up the oils in your house and in the packaged goods that you're buying and eating on a daily basis. So again, being uh, going back to being your own detective when you're grocery shopping, um, making sure that anything packaged that you're buying, you're just turning around and, and checking for any of the inflammatory oils and make sure you check every every time you're buying products too. I've definitely made this mistake before. There's been companies that reformulate that never used to use seed oil, especially in dressing. You'll see it swapped out a lot yeah. recently. Dressings, like they used to use olive oil, now they're using canola oil. So it's good to just double check to make sure your everyday household items and what you're making all your food with doesn't contain them, but um, you know, when you're going out to eat in a restaurant and really don't have a lot of control, just make sure you bring your digestive enzymes with you or your mind, body, skin supplements it's really going to help curb that inflammation.
0: Mm, I love it. And then what about foods that are, because usually you hear like eat blueberries, right? For yeah. antioxidants. So what are some foods that people can eat to help them uh,
1: have glowing skin and maybe combat acne? Oh, yes. We love this question. So I I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I don't think vegan vegetarian is the best for skin. I think for some people it works really well for their body. And that's fantastic. But, um, I do believe the highest, one of the best, um, diet formulas for skin and health in general is, uh, paleo leaning. So really, really clean, organic grass fed, grass finished meat. I am a big fan of venison and wild salmon. Um, Also scallops, love scallops, but really clean protein and and having that be a pretty big part of every meal. Um, Greens with every meal is really important and then just organic local vegetables. And then, uh, I mean, other stuff that just makes you happy. Avoiding sugar is pretty important. Once you stop having sugary things, you generally stop craving them. But listening to your body in terms of like what it needs and when, when it needs it. So say if you work out a lot in the morning, you might need to have your carbs before then, you know, so that can be like fruit in the morning with maybe like a light protein shake. Or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, for your bigger meals, having it be at least thirty to fifty percent protein and then vegetables seems to be the happy place for most people. And that's partly because you're not going to spike your blood sugar if you eat that way. And keeping your blood sugar steady is the key to managing inflammation and having clear, glowing skin. Um, and if you're eating a lot of greens and um, you know plants, you're going to get a lot of antioxidants as well.
0: Mm. Makes me hungry. There's so many, like, especially like the grass fed meat is amazing. And I know, personally, from experience that my skin and hair and nails improved so much. I was a raw vegan for a really long time. And I was vegetarian and vegan. And I think so many of us, especially in the health conscious world, had a period of time where they were into that. But Same. I yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've all yeah, we, we all, all been there.
2: Yeah.
0: And um yeah, and then and then starting to eat meat again and seeing such a difference in my skin and my hair and my nails. I mean my my nails are like so long and they never break. And I totally attribute it to having a really high fat, high nutrient, um like animal rich diet. And I mention this book all the time, but um, Nutrition and Physical Degeneration by Weston Price, which is an incredible book. And I highly recommend it. It's about this dentist in the 30s who went and explored all of these indigenous communities around the world and studied their diets because they had beautiful teeth and they were so healthy and they had these long health spans. And what he found was that all of them had an animal rich diet in common. And it's a really fascinating book. I highly recommend it because it's very documented. There's a lot of photographs and information in it, but it is, it's, it's really important for us to have those nutrients in our diets. And that's, you know, that's my experience. I think we all have different experiences, but I highly, um, support what you shared about eating those nutrients for your skin.
1: Absolutely. And just after, you know, working with people in such a clinical environment, you know, at San Diego acne clinic, I've been treating people for over eight years. And part of what we do when someone first comes in, is we go over everything they're eating, when, how's it sourced, what time of day, all of it, like that's such a huge part of our 90 minute evaluation process. And my vegan clients struggle with their skin the most. Their skin doesn't respond to treatments as well either. The scars stay. A lot longer. The laxity is always an issue. A lot at a younger age than it ought to be. Um, and I caution anyone who's been vegan for a while against any really aggressive skin treatments, like aggressive lasers, like CO two or um, anything really ablative, because the you're when you do aggressive skin treatments, you're banking on the fact that the inflammation um, will trigger a healing response. But if you don't get that healing response, you're just left with the inflammation and that's when things can go very, very wrong. So I've, I've just seen the skin not respond well when it's deprived from, um, the protein that it ultimately needs. And I know a lot of people are gonna be like your skin, your body can produce protein on its own. Yes, that's true, but it's not the complete amino acid profile that, that I feel is optimal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it needs the resources to do so. Right. So, yeah, it's really important, it's like the sun, right? The sun is something, I think it's such a debated topic, especially in your field of skin, right? We and love the sun. We love the
1: sun, there's no debate Thank with you. us. We want
0: everyone <laughs> to be in the sun. <laughs> oh, I love that. Can you elaborate a little bit? Cause this is not often heard from skincare care experts to actually be in the sun.
1: Yeah, so our um, our company is all about joy as well. Uh, it's not just skincare and hiding. And it's about joy and balance in your life and in, in your head. Your mind-body connection is so strong and getting sunlight and having good circadian rhythm, circate, um, sleep patterns, wake patterns, morning routines, and the right amount of natural sunlight to properly synthesize vitamin D is critical for your health, your skin, your your calcium, how you age, everything. So we want people to be out in the sun as much as possible, especially right when you wake up. But you also want to minimize the UV damage to your face, your neck, your chest. So we made two different sunscreens. One of them is called You Are Sunshine to remind people that you you need sunshine. Um, And it's 21% zinc. It's a mineral physical sunscreen, which is the only type you should be using. But it's 21% zinc, which is like surfer quality zinc. But it's a universal tint. It gives you a nice little blur effect. And it is a shield. So you can just go out and enjoy and it's water and sweat resistant. So you can go out and enjoy your activities outdoors. And then later in the day, uh, we have a brush on a uh, touch up one called sunny side that you can keep in your purse and your car, it won't melt. And it goes on it, you can just brush it on for touch ups in the middle of the day. And that's your like continued protection so that you can still be out and about enjoying your day and just not get the UV effects.
0: I love it. I'm definitely going to get me a brush because that is my favorite because it's so hard once you have it on and then all your makeup is on to actually reapply. And so those brushes are amazing and they're so sheer, like you don't even know that you have sunscreen on.
1: Yeah. And it gives you a little touch up. It makes you not so shiny. It gives you a little bit of almost like a highlighter effect. Like it's, it's great. And most people are really good about putting on some form of sunscreen in the morning. But what you need to remember is that as a rule of thumb, all sc- all sunscreens pretty much gone after two hours. Ours will last a lot longer than that because it's mineral. But like a chemical sunscreen, like everyone loves the super goop one, like that's a chemical sunscreen. It starts to dissolve like very quickly. And then you have almost no protection after two hours, but you think you have protection because you put it on earlier. That's when sun damage happens. It happens when you're sitting outside at lunch, when you're walking your dog, when you're going to pick up your kid, that's when you get all the sun damage. So having that touch up on the go thing is your insurance policy for everything else that you're doing for your skin.
0: Mm, Yes. Love it. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And then you did mention chemicals. So I do wanna highlight this topic because this is part of why your company is so incredible is that you do omit certain chemicals in your skincare. And the, I mean, like we talked about the sun as being kind of a heated topic. I think clean skincare is also something that's really big and really debated. And and I think a lot of people want to learn more about that. So can you talk about clean skincare and why it's important? Well,
2: we have healthy, there's healthy chemicals and there's unhealthy chemicals, right? If you think about it, like there's some amazing chemicals that are so positive, like our body is a chemical makeup, you know, so not all chemicals are bad. Um, There are, there is the, the negative side of chemicals that are endocrine disruptors. Um, they can clog up your lymphatic system. Um, they can become toxic to the body when there's too much in it. Um, and it can be a precursor for large amounts leading to disease as it's compiling over time. So we focus on formulating all of our products, um, with all the healthy chemical makeups, cause it is skincare, which when you mix a bunch of those ingredients together, you're creating a chemical formulation. So We formulate all of our products with no hormone disruptors, aka no endocrine disruptors. Um, There's been so many studies coming out um, that actually physical products on your skin that created from that list of endocrine disruptors actually cause hormonal imbalances in women um, and men too. So it's something that men need to be really cautious of as well. But it's something that Danielle and I are just both insanely passionate about is you should be putting things on your skin you're really proud of and are creating amazing change for your skin again our entire skincare line is focused on anti-acne and anti-aging at the same time and doing that in a clean healthy way for people's skin and not causing additional damage and a lot of those endocrine disruptors um, in other skincare and uh, products that are out there is usually usually all in the filler agents So you'll see some active ingredients in skincare, and then there's a lot of really cheap filler ingredients and that's where you see them. So we like to provide a lot of transparency around our ingredients and what we have and what we don't have in our products. Mm.
0: And so when you say endocrine disruptors, I just want to mention that just really means that it's going to be messing with your hormonal system and your hormonal system impacts a lot of functions in your body. So it's really interesting and important to kind of highlight that. And also just when it comes to the lymphatic system, because the hormonal system and the lymphatic system are very intertwined. So I just wanted to highlight that. And then are there ingredients that people should um, look for when they're looking for skincare to make sure that they're not in the skincare that they're using. Cause I know you mentioned in the beginning too, it's not about throwing everything out, right? It's about kind of looking at what benefits you and what doesn't benefit you.
2: So we're really focused on ingredients that are helping with acne and aging at the same time in a very clean way. Mm-hmm. And so the ingredients that we mainly educate about are the pore ingredients, aka the ingredients that are going to cause acne in people, which is why we created that amazing amazing checker on our website we mentioned earlier that you can see. And that way you can go through your products. And I think, I mean, I think it's first good to mention, you know, as you're going through products, do you trust these brands? Like, is the education they're providing or uh, mission and values they stand for something that you align with? Um, and then if you are someone who is more acne prone, you can head to our Poor quality Ingredients Checker, copy and paste that ingredient deck to see if, um, if those products specifically are breaking you out. And if it's not, great, keep that product. And if it is, like you find your moisturizer, or SPF um, is breaking you out feel free to swap it out for something that doesn't clog your pores. And again, everything in our entire line um, is non-pore clogging and helps with acne and aging at the same time. So you can always swap it out for one of ours. One of
0: the things that you highlighted with what you sent me was that not only are they acne-centered like products, they're also centered around anti-aging. And that's a big thing because like you said, and even on your... Little box that you sent me is that a lot of times the anti-aging products clog your pores, they cause acne, and then vice versa. A lot of these acne products. I mean, like I remember being in high school or middle school, and we had uh, what was it called Clearasil. Yeah, and like you know, like it was. I I can even sm- still smell it. Like <laughs> it's remember like that. that smell and like the texture of it. It was like this like weird, like creamy like petroleum consistency yeah. and, you know, that causes aging. So how do you merge the two?
1: Well, it's kind of comes down to formulation uh, expertise and that happens to be our thing. So I am, I'm obsessed with ingredients and the functionality of every little bit. Um, that's just always been how my brain works. So I know what works because I have eight years of clinical experience and um, have seen like almost every product on the market. Cause when people come in they bring in everything they're using. So I've gotten to feel all of it. I'm like, okay, how did this interact with your skin? I'll try some of it myself, tried everything. So we know what consistencies work best with the skin barrier, what ingredients are actually able to kind of penetrate um, and permeate the skin barrier, which ingredients will be anti-inflammatory and work for all skin types and which ingredients will exfoliate strong enough to do the actual corrective work, but not create unwanted um, sensitivity or irritation. So knowing what works for pretty much every skin type, but that's still the highest intersection between what's strong enough, safe enough, um, and joyful to use is like how we formulate. So I know what not to use in our formulas. It's a huge list of like 200 things. And then I know which things are the good, best alternatives to those, you know, in terms of like emulsifiers and, you know, like a base to a product, for example, and then which ingredients will, which beneficial ingredients will be compatible with that formula in the step that it's meant to be used and create the most change for what, what we're trying to do. Like some pro and every product in our line does like three separate things. Like, for example... Our Clarity Serum is nicknamed our blackhead dissolver. It's the yellow serum and it has mandelic acid in it. And mandelic acid is like the Goldilocks of acids. It's not too harsh, not too weak. It actually creates very meaningful change with, with every single use, but it's also compatible with turmeric and vitamin C. So we put those two ingredients in there. So it's unclogging a pore, calming inflammation, Delivering vitamin C deep down because the acid's actually carrying it down with it. And then it's also stimulating collagen. So just knowing which ingredients play well together and which ones will affect the skin in a desirable way without using any of the things that cause irritation. Uh, that's just that's how we formulate.
0: That's amazing. Thank you. So As we wrap up our interview, we have three questions that we ask all of our guests on the biohack your beauty podcast. So I'm going to ask each of you and then, um, yeah, we'll go from there. So the first question is, and either one of you can answer first, whatever comes up for you. What is your definition of
2: beauty? My definition of beauty is just feeling happy in your own body. And I know sometimes it takes a while to get there, especially like when we're younger and like figuring out ourselves. And a lot of people in their 20s go, or even 30s go through different hormonal changes and health issues and like refiguring things out. But I think anytime you go through different health issues, it, it ends up being you know, a blessing and figuring more things about yourself. And again, coming back to being your own detective and becoming confident in yourself. So I think it really is just being happy with who you are and where you are in your body.
1: Mm. Oh. Um, second, second, agreeing with everything um, that Kayla just said, um, I would say my definition of beauty, like when I see someone on the street, and I'm like, man, she's got it going on or he's got it going on. Um, it's usually how they carry themselves. And it's like how they choose to dress the smile that they have, the way they walk. It's just basically being in tune with yourself and, your artistic side and how you're feeling and kind of conveying that vibe outwardly, whether it's like cool makeup style or how you accessorize, just people that are like living their, living their vibe. Um, and you know, having that translate into like their look or their walk or how they carry themselves. Like, that's what I think is really beautiful. Cause you know, we've, we've all seen someone who, you know, looks pretty, but is boring or has no class and, you know, they're not beautiful. So.
0: Mm. And what is your favorite inner or outer beauty tip for our listeners? Oh,
2: I would say Um, not washing your face in hot water. Yeah. (laughs) I just immediately wreck your skin. It's like kind of, you know, quick, I guess the, the reverse of that too is, um, is like do ice packing so like the hot and cold therapy for your skin so Uh, Heat is um, in the form of like hot showers and washing your face in hot showers, actually causing micro damages and micro burns every single day and not allowing your skin to heal, making it more sensitive, sun sensitive, um, more irritated and sensitive in general to other products. Um, And on, on the flip side, I love cold therapy for your skin, especially if you have a breakout or any inflammation in your skin, ice packing or you know giving your face a nice little dunk in some ice water <laughs> is is great for the skin.
1: Mm. Yeah, cold wa- uh, ice dunk on the skin is like oof that'll make you look amazing. Um I would say just some going simple with it a smile. Yeah. A really good smile. Yeah, it's it's cuz it signals happiness in your brain and um it's infectious so other people will smile too and you know I think that that's a little beauty hack you can do anytime. Good
0: ones.
2: The good ones. All right. And where can people find you? You can find us on all social platforms, Clear Skincare, and shopping all products and a ton of other information about both acne and aging on clear And then you can find us both on Instagram. Uh, Danielle is Danielle, the acne guru, and myself, Kaylee Christina.
0: Thank you so much.
2: This Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. Appreciate you.